You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the must not take yourself too seriously and... 6-1, since that matters. And what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. In the spirit of reconciliation, we are theatre acknowledges the traditional custodians of country throughout Australia and their connections to land, sea and community. We pay our respect to their elders past and present and extend that respect to all Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander peoples today. Hello, theatre fans, one and all, and to the Queendom. This is a very special episode. Uh, we're combining the two shows that I've got out there in the world, the Queendom podcast, and we are theatre into one. We're heading uh, right now to Alaska. Uh, Artemis is joining me. Uh, you're on The Bliss at the moment, is that right? Yes. Yes, the Norwegian Bliss. In a, what looks to be a very chilly Alaska at the moment as well. It's very cold, yeah. Um, I think it's, I was checking the temperature and it says 45 degrees Fahrenheit. And I usually do Celsius, so I don't know what that means. But either way, it's very cold. Yeah. <laughs> um, but this is the best place for the service. <laughs> All right. We'll try and keep this nice so you can get back to being warm. Um, but <laughs> no. for everyone listening at home, obviously, um, six is where I started podcasting, guys. So we're going to try and wrap all the brains because it's been two years since I've spoken about this show. So we'll see how we go. Um, how did you first hear about Six? What was your introduction to the show as a whole? Well, I remember I was still in college. I went to Erdang in London. And I think this was the, around the time that everyone started talking about it. Have you seen this show called Six? It's amazing. It's incredible. It's about Henry VIII's wives and everything. And we were all very excited about it. And actually, one of my very best friends, Athena, um, was the original par for the UK tour. Um, so, and so she got that, I think, yeah, straight out of college. And so my first time watching the show was with her in it. Absolutely. And so not only was it very special that she was in it, but it was just such, I was blown away. And the show is just amazing. I loved it instantly. And not because I was biased, but <laughs> because it's just <laughs> such a great show. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, so that was my first experience. Um, and then yeah. you pretty much did the same thing and came out of college and went into the show and as well then, yeah and so yeah <laughs> it was yes this is my first professional job as well so um uh, uh and well we I, we graduated and then we had some months of auditions and then obviously covid struck um so so it was all put on hold and um and then as covid was opening and as cruise ships were coming back i auditioned 
um, for this, for Catherine Howard. And so my first contract was on the breakaway. Um, and yeah, I, I've loved it. I love it. And I love playing Catherine Howard so much. Yeah. She's such a great role to play. Yeah. And we love the girls from the breakaway. They were a part of like my early yeah. years in six as well. So they've got a massive, I think I did a reunion show with them at some point. Um, yeah. But yeah. Love all those girls too. Um, so yeah. what was your introduction to theatre? What made it, you want to be a performer and do this as a job? I feel like, I mean this in the best way, I didn't have a choice. <laughs> as in, it was just something that I've always, I grew up in Greece um, until I was five years old, five, six years old. And um, it, it was mum's English and my dad's Greek. And so there wasn't many things to do like in England, you know, baby swimming or, you know, so my mum took me to ballet class. So that I started that when I was three in Greece and immediately loved it straight away. Um, and I actually wanted to be a ballerina when I was younger anyway. <laughs> um, so that, that, and so that was my first love and it just naturally progressed. And then I, when we came back over to England, um, I did um, all the dance, jazz, tap, modern, everything contemporary. And so it just grew. And then I did singing classes at school with Jane Sell. She was a brilliant um, singing teacher. And and I've never really looked back. It's, it seems as though like I've never, it's again in a great way that I didn't choose to do it. It's just naturally I I fell into it. I, I've been brought up doing it and I, I love doing it and I can't see myself doing anything else. Um, yeah <laughs> that's really cool yeah, sure. um <laughs> we love that um so coming back to six we'll probably jump back to that first call um with breakaway real quick getting the call saying hey you've got the contract you're going on a ship you're going on as Catherine howard oh my God. what was that kind of emotion like it's especially landing your first pro gig pretty much straight out of college and everything like that talk me through that moment I, like, it was just the most, um, I can't really put it into words because I remember I was working at Marks and Spencer's during lockdown. And so I was doing my temp job there. I was scanning people's um, groceries and I had had the final call, maybe the final audition a couple of days ago or something. So I knew it was around the time I'd be willing, uh, getting to find out. And, um, and then um, I felt my phone go in my pocket. I was scanning someone's groceries. We're not allowed to be on our phones anyway. But I knew it's my agent that she's calling and I have to go and find out what the answer is. And also I knew if it was bad news, I think it would have been an email. So it was, it was a phone call. <laughs> I kind of felt this thing. <laughs> so I, I quickly I ran up to my manager. I was like, please, can I go and answer this phone call? And she, and then I was, I remember I was looking at a, um, the stone wall outside and she's like um you've been chosen to play Catherine Howard and I just kind of froze and I was numb and I was like oh my god <laughs> um it was just the best it was yeah I can't re- I can't it, it describe it it was just kind of shock and excitement and then I think I ran home because I re- live about five minutes and I ran home quickly <laughs> I took my long break and I ran home to tell my mum and I was kind of crying and shocked and scared as well because I'd be away from home from home for, you know, six months, seven months in a 
completely different place I've ever been before but it was just so it, it just felt amazing um so yeah it was kind of shock happiness numb in a great way <laughs> and just high on life really. yeah I love that oh my god yeah. um we'll jump into the cruising life just now that we've kind of segued in there um transit mm. The transition from land life to sea life, we've spoken with a lot of the cruise girls about that. How did you handle that shift to um, confined cabins, stages that move, like performing in a different area that kind of throws off your equilibrium if there's rough seas and things like that? What was that like for you when you finally got on board Breakaway and even now? um, Yeah, what's that like for you performing on the ocean essentially? yes well it's funny because sometimes you'll forget if if it's still waters for a couple of days you'll forget you're actually on a boat because the ship is so big um and then it like currently we're, we're sailing in and out of seattle and the seas can get really rocky and and then that's when you kind of you don't i have don't get seasick too much maybe when i first got on but um it you forget and then you actually have to remember especially if you're on stage to be careful because um you learn the choreography on land and you you have these little um contingency plans if it is very rocky but still it's even like the slow there's a bit where we walk forward slow and that's meant to be very easy you'd think but that's the hardest bit because you have to look cool and still and smooth and then the ship's going back and forth and you're just (laughs) um but so that's that's one thing and then I'm I think I adapted quite well quite soon because um it you're surrounded by people who've done it before as well so they kind of give you peace of mind as well and everyone's always very nice as well and so you you can you make these relationships very quickly and um and just have a great time you're hanging out with your friends all the time and you can also have your own personal space yeah. as well um so you're not always together but um yeah no it that the performing wise it it depends on if the sea is rocky then you have to be careful and just be mindful that you won't be able to do any of the shows if you go the extreme and not think about what you're kind of on yeah um but it's so fun. And also a lot of the audiences that see Six on the ship probably didn't know or hadn't seen it before or don't know what it's about. No. And so it's it brings a whole different kind of audience to the show. And it sometimes maybe if you it feels like perhaps you've got to try harder, it's like understand this or and it's fun or, or and the great thing is afterwards people will come up to us and be like, I didn't know what it was about. I loved it so much. And it was, it's just amazing. So, yeah, it's so much fun. That's uh, yeah. perfect. You're doing really well at running this episode because you're, like, reading my mind to where I want to go. This is great. Um, <laughs> we'll go into the storytelling of Six because um, for those of you listening on We Are Theatre at the moment that haven't heard me talk about Six, um, I pretty much lived in this world for, like, a year and a half and knew this show inside and out. So we're going to see how much rust I can shake off. Um, but learning finding yourself in k howard what was that like for you what was your process in 
finding your version of Howard because the cool thing about six is that you're not a carbon copy of each other. Everyone has themselves in the character. So what was your process like finding yourself in Kay Howard? I think it's all in the material. The script is so wonderful that um, you can find bits or, or phrases that she'll say and think, how would I say that? Or, oh, I identify with this. Or, oh, that's funny. Uh, and kind of, um, <laughs> even if, I, I feel like Catherine Howard, she'll say something, not meaning to be sassy, but it will come off that way anyway. So it can't, it never comes from a place of, you know, bitchiness or uh, mean. It's, it's always kind of, she genuinely thinks that, oh, I've just said something a bit mean. Yeah. <laughs> and so it's kind of like, how would you say that? Or how... Yeah, and I, I I found I identified with her straight away um, because she is such a fun character to play, but there's so many levels to her. Um, and obviously you find that out in the song. Um, that it, it was just like the gift that keeps on giving, really. Every um, audience and every show is different. So it's how you play up to the energy that you've got on stage in that moment as well. Yeah. Um, um so yeah so it's but i i do find that the the material in the script is such a great way to find the character as well yeah so it's bringing bits from that into how you would say it as well yeah that makes sense yeah (laughs) have you found that your your version of Catherine has changed between contracts like have you discovered anything new in like research periods or things like that or time down that's kind of affected a way that you kind of think about something during a certain point at all I think I think so um yeah I feel like I probably take a bit more time now um I'm not my I think I'm more confident in her that makes sense yeah Yeah. and also it depends because I've got a completely different group of queens um from the first contract as well so that their energies are different as well and so it's how you bounce off from them and that I think also affects how my Howard has changed yeah um but I I think I think most of her my traits are similar because you are bringing in yourself and I think it's how you changed, like how I changed throughout that contract has probably changed how my Howard is now. Yeah. But I, I think actually we had our, uh, a Tom, which is theatrical operations manager on the breakaway and she runs everything for us. And she came to visit for two weeks. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, for two weeks on this contract. <laughs> never far from people here (laughs) um she came to visit for two weeks on this current contract and she had noticed how mine had changed yeah even if i didn't think mine catherine had is so different to my last one but she noticed how it changed so um that's quite interesting how people who've seen my howard before yeah i think it has progressed or it developed or something but i feel like the basic traits of my howard other things. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I want to dive a little technical here just because I've never had someone that's worked on 
two different ships doing the same show. How mm. has was there any changes between the version or like the blocking and staging that you had on the breakaway compared to the bliss? Is it like same stage size or was there differences that you had to kind of adapt to between contracts as well? Um, I think it's so the blocking and obviously they um the breakaway contract we learnt the English version. Yeah. As a West End. And this bliss we learnt the Broadway version because I'm the only well, I, and Beth, who's one of the swings, she's also from England as well. But of the principal queens, they're all American. So we've all and we had um lovely Dana and Becky, who was our choreographer and director. Um and so we've learnt the Broadway version. So there were slight changes in the choreography or the direction compared to that. But the staging is it, it didn't feel like I was learning a completely different show. Um it, similar staging and the the actual stage is the same but i i can't remember which one's slightly bigger which one's slightly smaller but they both feel similar (laughs) so it didn't feel strange yeah if that makes sense yeah cool Um, i just popped into my head so i was like i'm just find out yeah um yeah (laughs) with the show itself um obviously you've got the the biggest chunk in terms of musical solo time on stage or in your song What's your favourite moment to kind of just be present in and kind of watch happen around you? Um, is there a moment where you kind of get to take a moment and go, this is really cool, like, or do you have a favourite moment in the show that you've taken from rehearsals into the show, uh, like on stage or things like that? Ooh, that's a good question. Um, I, again, I feel like it's different every show. And sometimes it will be like, oh, I didn't know that before. Um but always the bit that's so poignant to me is when it's just before um, Howard realises that Thomas is taking advantage of her and that she, he's not the friend she thought yeah. he was. And it's, it's just that shock. And the, you, there's always silence. And I feel like up until then, it's very bubbly. It's very happy, kind of like, look at me, you know. Um, and it kind of switches. And then I love acting this and I love the feeling of it as well. Just that kind of, because once actually, and then it changes and, and it's traumatic. And it's, yeah, it never gets old doing it. It always feels different. But also once we had those, someone in the audience and it got to that point and they laughed and I don't think they realized what was happening I think they thought oh here we go again um here's another one you know it's all funny on to the next kind of thing and I don't think they realized that um actually no it's not funny and that kind of there was a little fire in my gut that made me just want to explode even more so because I was like, this isn't funny. <laughs> and, and, That's so cool. And I just remembered that kind of, I found them in the, like, I didn't, I didn't know exactly where they were, but I kind of looked in their direction. It was still, you know, in the middle. And I, it was just fire and I just saw red and then I just sang it and it felt even more kind of powerful because I was trying to get across the, the point to this person who yeah. just laughed out. So actually, no. <laughs> Um, so that that was that stuck with me actually. Yeah. 
Um, yeah. That's that's probably a good point there. How do you go? What was? Uh, how do I word this? Um, the emotional roller coaster of all you want to do is very drawn out, um, but mm-hmm. like to keep everybody engaged, what was that like trying to find your feet in that song? Cause obviously doing it in rehearsals to an empty room is a lot different to trying to engage with an audience for nearly seven minutes. Um, so like, what was that like kind of getting to feel audience interaction and everything like that and develop your interaction through the song that way as well? Yeah. Um, well, So in the song and the whole show, you're looking directly at the audience. You're finding specific people to look at in the audience. Even in the auditions, they want you to look them in the eye when you're singing. Um, And coming from drama school where you kind of, that's not really the common thing to do. Usually there's the fourth wall and you, you know. And so it's kind of um, scary at first because, you know, people, looking at people watching you perform it's a very personal thing yeah. and sometimes people's watching faces they don't mean to but they're just like <laughs> <laughs> and so and, and so that was the scary bit and actually sometimes maybe in rehearsal it might have been scarier because you could see them back whereas yeah. on stage there's lights and they're slightly in the dark you can see the first three rows i'd say um but it's not as scary because you're looking at them, but there's so many people, it's not directly at one exact person that will say whether or not you've got a job or not. <laughs> um, but um, so that was, and it was also the longevity of the the song and kind of finding different moments to kind of communicate with the audience or have a different nuanced reaction to what I'm saying. Um, and yeah, I don't know. It, it, it de- developed. I remember it being quite difficult at the beginning because it was, I was learning this song. It's very long. And then also the kind of physical aspect and running around. And, yeah. um, and then you also have to layer on top the acting and the, you know, the audience one to one kind of thing. So it was a very kind of onion <laughs> of a song. Um, but, I feel like now, especially this past rehearsal process, it was so much more um, stress-free. I do, yeah, um, because I knew what I was doing. You had the base too. there to kind and of so build off. So play, was, yeah. yeah, yeah, and I could play with it a bit more. Um, so yeah, it's just such. It, it really is just more and more fun the more you do it. Yeah, um, with that breaking the fourth wall, obviously that's as you said, an extra element that usually performers don't have to think about. So with that mindset of coming in going, okay, at this point, I'm going to have to try and like single people out. Are you going to the same seat every night and then looking either side for the people? Like how are you determining who you're trying to make that connection with to make it easier on yourself? So you're not getting to that spot and going, Oh, this person's not interested at all. And, not getting like that feedback so how how do you go about that process um well it there's two it's 
one you've got the blocking that you've got to do in the show anyway so for example in my song i'll start here i have to go over there and then i'll walk there to start the first last sentence um so that's always the layout but then throughout the beginning because i've got six numbers lots of numbers before my song i've kind of already sussed out who's in the audience um where they are who i can sing to um and so and sometimes if it's not a very full audience usually where i go to there might not be someone there so i'll have to go slightly to the side to find someone to actually speak to it's funny if you just speak to an empty seat um so i'll suss it out before the song before my song and then kind of go from there but there is always that kind of general idea of the blocking that that's where i'll go anyway um just so happens if there's a person a couple of seats along or um yeah and yeah it is quite easy to find the the ones most engaged and the ones that actually want you to speak to them because they're it is the energy you, you get from them um so it kind of feeds itself. It's never really much of a stress that I have to think about. Yeah. It probably um, just comes natural now yeah, that you've done it so fun. many times as well. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yeah. But it's so yeah. much fun and I love doing it. <laughs> um, getting another technical question out of the road. Um, do you have a favorite harmony throughout the show that you like? Because this show has Ooh. some really amazingly mm. layered harmonies throughout um yeah. is there one that you kind of like um, love <laughs> i love yeah i i mean all of them but it's always the five more minutes where six and yeah. um, because it's so special because it's you, you just come to the point in the show that we realize there's no point in comparing and that actually we're together but we're all different as well so that you you know and and the music as well and it's, it's just everything it's just so beautiful together and because we, we, we come together as well so we're singing at each other and it's just very special because all the other ones i love and they're so much fun but they're during a number or yeah. um you know but this one is kind of we're together we've joined together and we're ready to have fun. <laughs> yeah. We're, we're talking about like the really slowed down one where you guys all like come down before yeah. like the breakout, so right? The, yeah. yeah. So, um, for five more Yeah. The really, yeah. Oh. Yeah. yeah. I'm with you. Oh, I've, I've got the bug back now. Yeah. This is going to be good. <laughs> um, oh, I've forgotten. Like I've seen this show like 20 something times and just there's always like little moments where it's just like, that like you get caught up in the story and then that moment always brings it back in and I'm like in tears by that point and I'm like all right let's yeah. go let's party let's have fun <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> um going from right wait, I'm jumping all over the spot here guys sorry this might be hard to follow along yeah, to while you're fine. listening but we're just jamming here um Going from Breakaway, how long was it until you knew that you were going to then be transitioning onto Bliss? Was there a break in between? Like, what was the process for you like in between the contracts? Yeah, there was. Um, I finished in March of 2022. And then um, I didn't know whether or not I was going to go on another 
contract with six on lift or breakaway, so I wasn't sure. I just knew um, that I was back auditioning um, back in London. And so it was, and then I, so I, yeah, I finished in March and then we, I, you know, I went to Greece to visit my dad and we, I had auditions and things like that. And then it wasn't until October of 2022 that I got this through and it was actually a, a, an emergency replacement. Um, and I was, oh, I was so excited because you, I, I never took for granted my first contract and I made sure I enjoyed it. I, I enjoyed every single day and I took, made the most of every day. Um, so the fact that this came about, um, it was so exciting and so special. Um, and it came at just the right time as well, because, you know, th this industry, you have your booked and blessed days and you have your, oh, what am I going to do with my life kind of days? And it was coming in that era. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was, it was, just, it was. I was over the moon um, and yeah and I can't ask for a better cast with these girls as well yeah. both my cast I've been so lucky they're just beautiful humans inside and out so yeah very lucky how yeah. good um what is your let's uh, I'm gonna strip it back away from the show for a sec what's um one of your favorite things about ship life obviously second contract now on a ship is there something that you like hold dear with ship life that kind of grounds you a little um, to make you not so homesick and everything like that? Yeah, um, I'm, I'm quite good at not being too homesick. Um, so, and I've always had the travel buzz. I've always wanted to travel anyway. That was in my goal of life anyway. And the fact that it comes along with a dream show as well. Yeah. Um, you can't ask for better. Um, and the community on ships is really special as well. I feel like you, unless you live on a ship, you can't quite fathom it because it's something unlike I'd ever really experienced before. Um, because some people work on the ship for 10 months, um, and it's really their home as well. And so I, Love it. I think it's great. Um, and the management we have on the Blish is so nice, is so good. And that's really important when the higher ups um, look after you as well, because it can be quite an isolating and quite a scary experience, because especially from being from England and then coming and um, yeah, but it was so much fun. And the, the traveling I love. And this itinerary is great because we had the Panama Canal transit and so I've been to Miami, Florida, Columbia, um, Miami's in Florida, um, Colombia, um, Guatemala, all these incredible places. And to be paid as well for it. Yeah, crazy. Yeah. It's great. Yeah. It's great. Um, yeah. Across your two contracts, have you had a favourite port that you've stopped in so far? Yes. Um, I really love Miami. I know this is that, so that's on a dock day, um, when we kind of swap over guests. So I love Miami because it's just it's such a cool place and nice vibe. Um, also great shots. <laughs> um, but then I, I loved Colombia. We went to Cartagena in Colombia 
and um it was actually when my mum was on board and we booked an excursion and we learned to Oh, sorry. You're right. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, we went to Cartagena in Colombia and we booked an excursion to go and see, um, to learn about Colombian dancing. And it's just kind of, and it's beautiful and it's, and it's just such a thrill to be able to experience all these different cultures and, um, Amazing. Yeah. I love but that. I, Columbia and Miami. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Um, one more favorite to wrap things up for us. Um, as a dancer, do you have a favorite piece of yeah. choreography throughout the show um, that Ooh. you really enjoy? Yeah. Um, it's funny. I remember when I was, I was always a little ballerina. And so I've always loved ballet. That's my first thing. But as I grew up, and, and the kind of hip hop never came actually to me. Um, but as we've, as I've grown in the show and as we do it more and more, my favorite bit to do is in Cleaves's Get Down. And it's, we do the, this bit. <laughs> well, he doesn't even look good anyway. But, but it's, it works because we're all in a formation, we're all doing it. Yeah. It just feels powerful and cool. And it, I, I really, I love getting to that bit and kind of doing it because usually the audience will go yeah. <laughs> okay <laughs> so that's <laughs> I think that is one of my favorites also in the mega six I do a little high kick which is fun to do I always look forward to doing that <laughs> um I had one more question that I was going to ask that I've, I think I've forgotten at the mm-hmm. moment but we'll try and circle back to it in my brain um what <laughs> do you think it is about six that makes this show so special after doing two different casts, two different contracts? Like what is, what do you think it is as a cast member that makes this show just like so unique and so special in its own right? That's a very good question. I think there's, I mean, and there's lots of answers to this mm-hmm. because it is such a special show that there's, you can say so many different things and people be like, Oh yeah. Oh yeah. But I think it always comes back down to the, the message that it gets across that like you, you, you will life in life, you do compare yourself and to other people. It doesn't male, female. Um, and so I've, um, I find that in the end, it is just kind of all just coming together, just whoever you are that's who you are but as long as you don't kind of use it as a kind of thief of joy if that makes sense to compare you know and I feel like that's such a great um message I think to come back to um and yeah I think just the kind of and because it's such a small show uh, small show a small cast um that you really do feel those personal connections with each and every queen. And so, yeah, working with two casts in such close proximity, you gain friends for life, which is so special, um, and living with them as well. So, yeah, yeah, it's great. The happiness <laughs> on your face just then says it all. <laughs> oh, <thank you. laughs> Um, that is a perfect note to wrap things up on guys. Thank you so much for joining us, Artie. Um, 
Lovely to be back in the sixth world, guys. We are going to have a couple of episodes on board Bliss. Um, So there's a few more episodes coming up with a few of the other queens on board with Artie on this contract. Um, Whether you're listening on the Queen of Podcasts or We Are Theatre, thank you for joining us. Uh, And we will be back very soon with a brand new episode of either show. Thank you and bye. Artie, thank you so much. That was amazing. Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theatre Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theatre professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the Rise Theater directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E dot org because only together we rise.